0: Welcome to Tripping with Friends, the travel podcast. My name is Curtis. Thanks so much for tuning in. On the show today is my buddy Mitch. Mitch is someone that I met more than 20 years ago. We actually worked together at Mini Glacier Hotel, which is in Glacier National Park in Montana. And even then, he would tell stories about the places that he's traveled to. There was one in particular that stood out where he was in the Virgin Islands and he was snorkeling and he bumped into Harrison Ford. And I was always just taken by how he managed to to bump into exciting people at all these exotic locales. He's worked in Hollywood. He's traveled all over the place. And as you'll hear in the interview, he makes an effort to travel somewhere new once a month, even if it's only for a day or two. Mitch seems to always seize the day every day. I love his enthusiasm for new experiences. And his motto is live life, love life. Today, Mitch is going to tell us all about his recent trip to Bogota, Colombia. Let's bring him on in. So I've got my buddy Mitch here. Mitch, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hey, thank you, Curtis. This is my first one, so I'm kind of excited.
0: Well, I'm only one ahead of you, so, you know.
1: All right. Well, hey, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll venture into the unknown together.
0: That's right. And, and actually, when I thought about starting a podcast, a travel podcast, I said to myself, you know, I really could have Mitch on the program every other week because you, of all my friends, you were probably the most adventurous and spontaneous traveler that I know.
1: Well, I did make a goal um, about two and a half years ago to go on one trip a month for one year to a city I've never been. And I'm uh, probably, I'm two and a half years into it now. So I uh, surpassed the the goal and I just keep going. There's too many places I, I still have to see.
0: That, what a fantastic goal. And, and you were, I mean, I said spontaneous. Oftentimes you're kind of spur of the moment, right?
1: Correct. Sometimes those are the best trips, ones that you don't really give too much thought into, and, and then you just sort of get on a plane and go have lunch in, in Colorado up in the mountains and then fly home. It's sometimes those end up being the best trips.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. We, we, we could probably do a whole episode just on your tactics and how you make put all these trips together. I'd love to
1: do that because, yeah. you know, uh, People always think that I'm, I'm a really wealthy person, but I'm not, I just know how to find the good deals. And, and, um, there are, uh, there are ways to travel without breaking the bank.
0: Yes. Well, let's, we'll table that and, and definitely come back to it. So you're, you recently just got back from Bogota, Colombia.
1: Um, I did. And, um, you know, I, I was, uh, It was bittersweet because I actually uh, had to cut my stay because of the coronavirus. Um, I did cut it by one day because uh, that night, the night before I actually left, the president of the country uh, banned all traveling into the country. So um, I was supposed to stay two more days. I ended up only staying one more day and then I did get out. But it was an amazing experience and it was a little nerve wracking. When you really thought about possibly being stuck in, in a country. However, I was, if if I was stuck anywhere, Colombia actually would have been a great place to be stuck for a couple months.
0: Well, so had you had never been to Colombia before?
1: No, and thank you for saying the correct pronunciation, because uh, everywhere <laughs> down there, if you say Colombia, that's how the locals say it. Americans and uh, uh, gringos call it Colombia. <laughs> so, uh, and I keep saying, I keep going back and forth, but yes, I had never been to Colombia.
0: And so it, is that the main reason you decided to go or had had it been on your list for a while?
1: Well, Bogota it, it has been on my list for quite some time. I saw a couple of years ago, I saw um, on on the computer, like the 10 or 20 best places in the world you should visit before you die. And there's this place uh, about an hour north of Bogota called Zipaquita. It's a small town. And there's uh, the Salt Cathedral. It's an underground cathedral in an old salt mine. And that was uh, the place, one of the places. And, And so that's when I really started researching Bogota. And then that led to me finding out that Bogota is one of the urban art, graffiti art capitals of the world which is a newfound passion of mine. In fact, some of my trips are based solely on that. So so between those two things, that's really the reason why I went to Bogota.
0: For the art and for the salt cathedral, is that what you called it?
1: Yes. Zipaquira. it's in the city of Zipaquira, um, and it's the salt cathedral. It's about 200 meters underground and, and uh, wow. it's, a, it's an old salt mine that um, is no longer used uh, for you know, excavating salt. And there's three different cathedrals when you get down to the bottom. And these places are huge. The pictures I saw that actually inspired me to go there were nothing. It it just, it's one of those things kind of like the Grand Canyon. Pictures can't do justice.
0: Why would someone put Bogota on their travel list? I mean, If they're not well,
1: a couple reasons. Um, I I I didn't know before going. In fact, it was kind of a spur of the moment trip. I think I booked the ticket about three days before I left.
0: I I told I told everyone that you were spontaneous, so that that which was a hundred and
1: fifty two dollars round trip from Fort Lauderdale to Bogota. And then uh, once I booked my ticket and I kind of started researching a little bit more, I found out that the U.S. dollar is four times stronger than the Colombian peso. So, you know that in itself, you know, when you're looking to go, especially overseas or to another country, I mean, really looking at that that exchange rate is it can be very beneficial because had I known my the the dollar was four times stronger, I probably would have. Well, especially if I would have known coronavirus was going on, I would have gone for two months. That's amazing. I brought a hundred and I think I brought almost $200 cash. I um, exchanged $100 when I got to the airport and I did get a little bit taken on that, but not bad. And when I left after the four, three, three and a half days, I still had about $40 left and I gave it to my Uber driver. Wow. Well, you, So you that did- shows you how, how inexpensive it can be.
0: Yeah, well, I should say that, that Mitch... Works for Ritz Carlton, and and you're in the hospitality industry, so uh, you you do score some nice places to stay. And now,
1: listen, Curtis. On that note, I do want to point out though that I didn't stay at a Marriott property. I I did look it up, but uh, the more I researched, I found that the hostels in Colombia and especially in Bogota are very. Uh, they're mostly like hostel hotels. Okay. I booked a room and I had my own private room and the hostel was just amazing. Um, and I booked the room and my room came out to about $8 a day <laughs> <laughs> and it included free breakfast.
0: Unbelievable. Wow. That's um, a if great, I would have stayed
1: in the four bed, uh, bunk, uh, the room with a uh, four beds, it would have been about $2 a day.
0: Wow. Yeah, that would be, so it would be a great place for maybe someone that was younger, maybe in between jobs to go and just explore on, on the cheap. Exactly. And
1: I, I mean, the hostel that I stayed in, it's in an area called, um, and it's a very safe area and it was really, really great. The hostel itself was super clean. I mean, I I would recommend it for anybody. I mean, if, if you, if you want to, um, save money, be able to spend money on something else, uh, you know, stay in one of these hostile hotels. I couldn't get in the front door without being buzzed in. It was very safe. Um, it was very quiet. Um, I did meet other travelers, which was kind of fun. Yeah, um, it, was, it was great. I highly recommend that. That's very, I, I, I was pleasantly surprised with that.
0: What is, as you think back on your trip, what is standing out to you?
1: You know, again, I go back to the Salt Cathedral uh, in zipaquita um, not only was that an experience that I can relate to, like the when I went to the Sistine Chapel in, in the Vatican City, you know, I really wasn't expecting to be blown away as much as I was. And mm. the Salt Cathedral is the same thing, whether you're religious or not. I think that it's just one of those experiences that's so unique and there's nothing like it in the world. You can walk into any church, which I also like to do on, on a lot of my trips, and you know they tend to be kind of the same. All have uh, you know they're all it can be all very unique, but the Salt Cathedral at Zipaquita is it, it, you know it's just it's it is one of those places that you have to go to before you die. And it's about an hour north of Bogota. I was going to do a tour, but I kind of wanted to do my own thing so I wouldn't be rushed. Um, and Uber. They had Uber in uh, Colombia, and then they banned it, and now it's back, and it's kind of still illegal, but there's Uber drivers everywhere, and my uh, Uber one hour from Bogota cost me $16 one way.
0: <sighs> Unbelievable. So
1: I had my own private tour.
0: That is amazing. If you could go back, and I'm sure maybe you will one day, what would, would you do anything differently? Would you try to do something else in Bogota?
1: Um, One thing that I I probably would try to do a little differently is I would try to brush up on my Spanish a little more. I I found, you know, a lot of places I went, um, people were sort of hesitant to speak English. And I'm not sure if it was because they didn't know English or if they just felt like we should speak their language. But I've been to Brazil five times and I have been, you know, kind of all over the world. and, And I think that what I found in Bogota especially is that, you know, if you know Spanish, you're going to be a lot better off. And then also I would just stay a lot longer. There's so much to see there that I, I just didn't even scratch the sur- surface.
0: That's amazing. Well, let's, let's dive into some categories here. And we always try to hit some of the same questions each episode, just to give some people some ideas of, of different things that m- meant something to you. And the first one is you have to. So this is something that you can't miss, even if it's touristy.
1: All right. So um, in addition to the salt mine, um, which I already have, have talked about, there's a 10,000-foot uh, mountain that overlooks uh, Bogota. In fact, it, it's, I was surprised at how beautiful the city is. And on top of that mountain, it's called Monserrate. And on top of that mountain, um there's a cathedral that was built in the seventeenth century um and there's three ways you can get up. you can take a cable car, you can take a tram, or you can actually hike up the mountain. Um, the hike is free. Um, unfortunately, I didn't make it because that was something I was gonna do on my last day. I was supposed to be there, which ended up being the sunniest day. They are at a high elevation, so think of Denver and so there. Uh, weather is a little bit cooler but also they do tend to have some cloudy days but if somebody couldn't travel or didn't want to travel an hour outside of uh, Bogota I I really think you can't miss Monserrate one because you physically can't miss seeing it and two I, I'm pretty sure the views up there and the, the church itself is is probably a pretty great experience.
0: Yeah that sounds amazing. Okay, the local. So what's your insider tip for Bogota?
1: Well, one of the things that I found like and I kind of do this when I travel. Um, I, I tend to try to stay to try to stay local. I try to eat where locals eat and, and sort of try to blend in as much as possible. And you know, so I think that just trying to walk around and, and sort of see things and, and just stop and watch people, um, I think is, is a great uh, insider tip because, you know, you can, you can learn a lot on just how the locals behave and, and uh, whatnot. And, you know, I think also as a tourist just walking around, I think the more you walk around that city and you act like you know what you're doing, even if you don't, you're going to be much better off. I heard about a lot of, you know, people say, oh, it's dangerous. And it's, you know, it's a city of eight to 10 million people. And, you know, be careful with even your cell phone, because I I guess Colombians like to steal cell phones. But (laughs) I was taking selfies and doing my thing. And, you know, but at the same time, I was being very careful. And so I think I sort of blended in, believe it or not.
0: I think that's one thing that maybe we do as Americans is, sometimes we fill our schedules with too many things and we yeah. for- we forget to just take a moment and breathe and experience the place we're in
1: well one of my favorite things i did was in um i can't think of the neighborhood right now shoot but it's where a lot of the street art is and um it's where their main square is there's a big church there and uh, there was a street where people were selling art and stuff and I just sat there for probably an hour just watching. And what I thought was mostly locals, I mean, it just kind of watching and, and I felt like just sitting there and absorbing the culture and the people and you know, the activity was, was really empowering. <laughs>
0: You mentioned food. We always have to talk about food. So let, let them eat cake. Was there a food item or experience that stands out to you?
1: Yes. And my um, I was told I had to have it, and I did research it, and it sounded good. But um, the thing that you have to have, and it's, it's kind of a Bogota thing. It's, it's a Colombian dish, but it's more, uh, it's more of a local Colombi- uh, Bogota thing, and that's ahiaco. And that's basically a chicken soup with three huh. different kinds of potato. There's a herb that's called gu- guasca, um, and the, then the chicken in it. And then on the side, they serve capers, corn on the cob, and avocado, and then a little oh, bit man. of cream so that you can either. A lot of people pour it in the soup. The ahiaco. I, I just want it. I, I actually almost ordered a second bowl when I, when I got, finally did get it. So, ahiaco, hands down, my favorite thing in Colombia. I would actually, uh, I'm going to research some um, Colombian restaurants here in Fort Lauderdale and try to find, find that. Um, also, pan de bono. Uh, that's a Colombian cheese bread. I oh, think yeah. they serve it a lot for, like, breakfast. They do have it here at Seven <laughs> Eleven. After even Miami Beach and South Beach, because they have a lot of uh, South Americans um, in in South Beach and in Miami. And I, I used to drive down there just to have pandebono. I can never. Eat, I, I'm not sure, honestly, that I can really eat pandebono in the U.S. again because. It's a Colombian cheese bread, and I guess the secret is the kind of cheese that they use that we really don't have up here. It's this, like, amazing thing, and it's, like, 25 cents for us.
0: (laughs) Unbelievable. Yeah, my mouth is watering uh, hearing about the soup and the – yeah. so, uh, cilantro means health in Gaelic. And, uh, I always do like to know what you're drinking in locally, did something stand out to you from a beverage side of things?
1: Well, I didn't really, um, go out too much at night. Um, so as, and, and I'm, I'm not a drinker. I'm 40, almost 47 years old and never drank my whole life. <laughs> um, but I, um, you know, I did I, I did drink a lot of water. They do have a lot of uh, fresh fruit down there. A lot of, I think their fresh fruit is local, but they do get a lot from Central America as well. Okay. So I did have some passion fruit juice uh, at a place, nice. which was really good. Um, and if you need to, the there's always Coca-Cola in a bottle.
0: Yeah, with real sugar, I'm sure. It tastes yeah, better.
1: And it's real Coca-Cola, not Coke.
0: Yeah. Coca-Cola, <laughs> that's right. So, Mitch, I know that things are a little wonky in the world right now, and, and it's hard to go anywhere. But I know that once things are back to normal, whatever the new normal is, uh, you will be hitting the road again and, and, and traveling to an, another interesting destination. Is there something that's at the top of your list that you, that you want to go and see as soon as you can?
1: Well, I, do, um, I, I really do want to get back to Bogota. And I feel like uh, I really felt like I wasn't finished there. I do feel like I was sort of, you know, my my trip ended kind of abruptly. So I do want to go back to Bogota. But, you know, another place in, in the top, probably in the top five of my list is Machu Picchu. Hmm. Um, so that's going to have to uh, probably be in the near future.
0: Maybe the last I'm- question... Last, do you feel like being based in Fort Lauderdale, you have better access to some of those international flights?
1: Well, the great thing um, for me is I fly pretty much about 95% on Spirit Airlines. And I find that a lot of people bash Spirit Airlines. But most of the time when I ask them why they don't like Spirit Airlines, they've actually never flown Spirit Airlines. They always say, oh, I've heard all the horror stories. You know i've uh flown to Denver, Colorado, and had lunch uh and came back in the same night for twenty eight dollars round trip. I fly to philly new york um all the time for like forty eight dollars round trip. My ticket to uh when I went to Costa Rica that was seventy dollars round trip um I went and did uh Chichen Itza in Cancun that was like $76 round wow. trip. So um, yeah,
0: I, I sense a theme here.
1: And Spirit is based out of Fort Lauderdale. So there are a lot of, uh, of uh, you know, they do have a lot of flights. And also Spirit, it, I, I'm not sure if people really know how international, well, especially with uh, um, Latin America, uh, Spirit has a lot of flights there. In fact, they're adding two cities in Colombia. And I believe there's gonna be five or six cities that they go to from here. Um, so that's pretty cool when you have that right there. I live 15 minutes from the airport. I can easily book day of and get on a, on a plane. Also cruises go out of here and that I've done that. I've done a three day cruise to uh, the Bahamas and I booked it actually three hours before the ship left.
0: <laughs> that is amazing! Oh um, my gosh you you are hey. definitely one of the most interesting people I know, and uh, you have stories for days. So and I, I know well you're probably
1: kind of- what a lot of people can't see and, and they don't know, but it, they would if they followed my Facebook. Um, is I have tattoos on both arms that say "Live Life, Love Life," and really that's uh, you know that's kind of my motto. Um, And it's also something I I try to share with people to inspire them and and maybe even challenge them to, especially in this time right now, what we're going through, we will get out of it. But, you know, if if you can make the best of it and continue to just live and and count every blessing and and just do the things that you really want to do, don't wait for coronavirus to change your mind to do something, you know, do it.
0: Well, I can't think of a better way to end it then with that uplifting uh, note, my friend, you are, you're a great friend, great man. And um, I appreciate you sharing your, your trip to Bogota. Thanks Curtis. And that's it for podcast episode number two. Thanks to Mitch for dropping in and sharing about Bogota. If anyone's interested in talking travel, drop me a line on Facebook and we can arrange a time to talk We'd love to have you on the podcast. Appreciate everyone giving tripping the friends a try and we'll talk to you soon.